Oh my god, hi. This is Devin from Disney Adult, a podcast brought to you by the Trident Network. On Disney Adult, we bring together Chicago comedians to watch and discuss Disney movies from the perspective of adults. In these movies, there are things we love, things we hate, things that maybe haven't aged so well, and things that are timeless. Uh, the Trident Network's wonderful podcasts, including Disney Adult, can be found anywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe today. So, like, you want to be my girlfriend? I find you vapid and shallow, Cutter. All right. Hey, maybe I am those things. You know, shallow, definitely. Vapid. Look, I don't know what that means, but I'm sure if I did, I could be that too, you know? But listen, right? Vapid, shallow people have feelings too, okay? Oh, <laughs> Well, okay. your face is so funny when you do that voice. I have to get into character. Ooh. Hey, Val. Hey, Al. Welcome to D-Commentaries. Oh, thank you. Welcome to you and welcome to all of our listeners. Today, we are talking about Stepsister from Planet Weird. <sighs> weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> definitely weird. Definitely weird. We're definitely going to talk about it. Yes, we're definitely going to talk about it. It's definitely weird. Um, Okay. Stepsister from Planet Weird came out June 17th, 2000, so we are still very much in the monthly uh, era, which is shocking considering that this was filmed in Australia. Whoa. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> they did a destiny. They filmed in Hawaii like two movies ago. Right. Where are they getting all filming- this money? I-, I mean, it's, it's, Disney, but still. That's true. Like, Disney wasn't what it was then. Yeah. Like what it is now. It wasn't then. So I don't know. It's a an anomaly. Maybe we'll never know the answer. Or maybe we can ask. Maybe one day we'll be so famous that we can ask the creators themselves. Love that. I love that manifesting for us. Yeah. 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 I'm putting it into the world. Uh, Stepsister from Planet Weird was directed by Steve Boyum, who we have already seen because he directed Johnny Tsunami. And oh. he also directed upcoming film motocrossed he's mm. our stunt guy he's like the guy who's most of his career was like stunt coordinator stunt person yes blah, blah. this is making sense yes so he always has some element of like sport sporty stunt stuff sporty sp- stunt stuff in his movies so in this one it was windsurfing which was an interesting choice yeah don't see that very often no so this was another one that was based on a book. I feel like all the weirdest ones are based on books. It makes so much sense. Yeah. Written by a, a person named Francis Lance. I'm, I didn't look at their career, so I don't know if they wrote any other books that we might know, but um, they wrote this. Only okay. one other thing on IMDb. So only one other thing they wrote became some kind of movie or television show or something. Okay. But uh, the person who adapted the teleplay, Chris Matheson... He hasn't had an ex- extensive career, but he's written every single Bill and Ted thing that has existed, which explains the surfer voice thing. 
And the only other thing that you would recognize is he wrote the Goofy movie, which is why I am wearing my Goofy movie shirt. (laughs) That's so fun. Yeah. So he I don't know where he came from. I don't think he's done any other DCOMs, but well, he really did a did did DCOMs dirty with this one. Well, when you adapt a book, I feel like you're a little bit more limited. Oh, for you know? sure. Like you're I bet you he could have written something way better without the book. Probably, yeah. He probably wouldn't have written this at all. Smaller cast this week. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie starred Courtney Draper as Megan Larson. And you might recognize Courtney from the 13th year. She is mostly a voice actor more mm-hmm. recently, but she was in these two DCOMs. Tamara or Tamara... Uh, Hope played Ariel Cola. Guess what, Val? Are you going to tell me what I was going to tell you? Probably. Murdoch Mysteries? Nope. Oh. Today's her birthday. What? November 2nd. No way. Yeah. Happy birthday, Ariel Cola. We're recording on your birthday. That's such... What a weird coincidence. Yeah. That's We were both so excited. But she's Canadian, which to your part is Murdoch Mysteries. Yeah. So like she hasn't had like a really extensive career, but she has had a long or had, I should say it ended in like 2015, but she had a very long stint on Murdoch Mysteries. Good for her. Yeah. We're really going to need to watch that show. I know. We have to watch it now. (laughs) It's so interesting to me. Like most of this cast is either American or Canadian, which makes it even more baffling why they filmed in... Australia, Australia, but pretended that it was California. Right. Just put it in Australia. Right. Like it was just bizarre. The whole thing was weird. Anyway, Lance Guest played Cosmo Cola and he hasn't really been in a whole lot. I mean, he's been in stuff, but like nothing big. Um, but I thought he was pretty good in this. Yeah. Um, he's probably my favorite person in this. Um, Christine, I tried to look up how to pronounce her last name, but I don't think this is right. It's spelled H-A-J-E, which I presume is some kind of like Finnish or like Icelandish or something. That's what I thought. I thought it would be like Haye or Haye or something like that. But everything on YouTube was like Haje or something like that. So I don't know. But anyway, Christine Haje played Kathy Larson. Cecilia Specht played Serena Sue, the the. what do you call it? The, the psychic. Like psychic? The, the fake psychic. Miles Jeffrey played Trevor Larson. Um, and he is in another decom. He's in Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. Mm, okay. Uh, and he was also on 90210 for a while. Interesting. Um, yeah. And uh Lauren Maltby uh played Heather Hartman, who you will probably recognize from Xenon. Mm-hmm. Very much typecast in this movie. <laughs> I want I want to believe that she's like the nicest person in real life. I'm she sure she is. She just has a RBF. Yeah, she definitely does. <clears throat> and then Tom Wright played Cutter Colburn, and he apparently is going to make an appearance in Xenon 2. Oh, cool. I was I was going to say he looks familiar. Yeah. Well, he's he's probably had the biggest career out of this entire cast. He was in a show I watched called Top of the Lake, and he was great in it with Elizabeth Moss, um, who is was in most famous probably for Mad Men or Handmaid's Tale. Interesting. Um, but she they both are playing New Zealanders, which is interesting because neither of them is a New Zealander. And then he is uh, was also in a show called The Bridge, which was pretty popular. And most recently, he was in another show, I 
think it was called the outsiders or something like that. I forgot to write it down, but he's, Hmm. he's definitely had like the biggest career, but mostly in Australia or New Zealand. Okay. So you might not recognize him, but he is reasonably famous. Yeah. Um, okay. Synopsis is a little longer than it's been the last few weeks. All right. Megan's world is turned upside down when she hears her calm life with her little brother and single mom is about to change. She hears she's soon to have a stepfather and a stepsister. Megan thinks they're a bit weird and is determined to stop the wedding. She discovers they are actually even stranger than she thought. They're from another planet. Um, I mean, it's not wrong. It just kind of gives away the whole thing, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't I mean, think without, any of like, that is, the underlying like, context. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, the name is Stepsister from Planet Weird, so I think it's pr- implied yeah. that she's probably an alien. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that is the synopsis. Great. Uh, Al, first impressions, what'd you think? Thanks, Val. I, I don't know if I've ever seen this movie it really doesn't ring any bells. The plot line, the everything. The only thing that I feel like maybe I saw on a commercial or maybe I saw this one time was the bubble in the sink. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's like so far, I don't remember it. And I feel like there's a, a this this movie has like a cult classic love to it of people like are obsessed with like the titles shout out to our Instagram friends, planet weird pod. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's what their podcast name is based off of. Um, but I really hated this. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really hated it. Um, I didn't, uh, it's better than some of the ones we've seen. Cause I didn't write any, I hate this in my mm. notes oh, wow. when okay. watching it. So, um, I'm going to give it like a, Four and a half out of ten. Okay. Um, I I didn't like a lot about it. <laughs> Val, what are your first impressions? <laughs> I always know Al's not gonna like something when I get a text with like one word and a bunch of dot 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 dots. <laughs> so this, this week it was one. like F U K dot 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 dot. Yeah. <laughs> and then Val texts me and she's like, haven't watched it yet, really excited. <laughs> super pumped um okay i have also never seen this at least as far as i can remember so -hmm. there's a possibility i saw it once but i do not remember it at all i i definitely did not like it i don't know if i hated it quite as much as you did is this the first time that you besides can of worms that you like really haven't liked one um I feel like well the I dog hate, what was I hate the dog oh one? yeah you lucky the, dog yeah well yeah. remember when we watched and talked about that for for an hour <laughs> yeah woo f u k that movie yeah f that movie but yeah so I, like I I didn't hate it but I just thought I think what what bothered me about this movie was that the premise is interesting and there are a lot of things about it that are kind of cool or have the potential to be cool yeah and the execution is just awful yeah it's just not good yeah the idea of the movie itself like the plot on paper sounds great yeah and it's just really they biffed it and like part of it is like like for example the the alien the concept of aliens that 
are completely physically different than we are. Like, we'll probably get a little bit more into detail into this in Spoiler City, but like, Mm -hmm. essentially, they come from an alien planet where everyone is just bubbles. Like gas bubbles. Gas bubbles, which is like a really interesting concept. Like, it's sort of like how in the movie Arrival, how they just completely reconceptualized like what an alien is, like from Mm -hmm. just sort of like a humanoid looking thing. And I thought like that is such a great idea right. in theory. I saw something not recently, but it, at some point I read an article about how most aliens you see in movies still have like human like features and things right. like that because we can't conceptualize anything else exactly other than like having them be like us. Right. So the fact that it is so different is really nice. Right. And like, I thought I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, I literally just thought of Arrival, like instantly when they went to the alien, like mm-hmm. when they showed like flashbacks or whatever. But then like, and maybe this is a feature of it being like a young adult book or kids book. Yeah. But like in it doesn't make any sense that like they do math the same way or measure in the metric okay, system. Okay, I literally thought the or, same thing. Yeah, or like ha- sing or like have poetry. You know what I mean? Like even the concept of a diary, like it doesn't make any sense. Cause I the, have the, the same thoughts. The premise, like basically the, the narrative um, vehicle of this movie, which is probably another reason why <laughs> Al didn't like it, is because it's literally just narration as diary entries, like almost the entire movie. To the point where, like, Megan will tell her side of the story and narrate that as her diary entry. And then we have to go back and watch it again. Then we literally rewind. Excuse me. Then we literally rewind. And then Ariel narrates from her perspective. So we literally watch parts of the movie twice. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it's just like the execution of this movie was such a bummer because and I think another issue that I had with it is like. No disrespect to Courtney Draper. I don't know if this was her or the writing or the directing or what, but like she maybe is the most unlikable character that we've seen mm-hmm. in any movie that we've watched. Mm-hmm. Megan is like the 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 least like like there's no explanation for why she is so speaking of the word vapid like why she is so vapid in this movie she's so yeah. selfish she's so self-centered she cannot empathize for one second with anyone around her and i know that that's sort of like a feature of being a teenager or whatever but like come on like right it's just too much and so like there's you're not really like rooting for her and like for most of the movie you're not really meant to understand ariel um and i think that the mom is underwritten. So the only character that's really like interesting and likable for most of the movie is, is Cosmo, the dad, like Ariel's dad. And I didn't even like him. <laughs> I, I liked him. I liked Lance Guest's performance. Like I, th- he had kind of like a Tom Hanks in big kind of energy to him. Um, and I, I, I liked that, but I just it's a it didn't land didn't do didn't do it for me for sure. Yeah, I mean, there. Um, oh, yeah, there's <laughs> I did not I didn't write. I hate this. But in the middle of my notes, I wrote this is when I texted Val. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so right in the middle is where I, I had, had hit my my point of contention. It's so funny. Um, there were a few fun points during the movie, but yeah. Um, 
do you want to move into favorite quotes and moments? Yeah. Great. So my first favorite moment was when they said they were from the Yukon and then they just post a picture of the Yukon and it says Yukon population low. Uh, And then there's a callback to that joke later in the movie. Yeah. Then they have a callback and then it says still. In parentheses. (laughs) Very funny. Yeah. Uh, I have gas. I mean, root beer. Right. I thought that was funny. Um, So we'll talk about it in Spoiler City, but the way that the gas balls can breathe on earth is by drinking soda. So they drink a lot of root beer, the heap, any kind of soda. And then their voices get like, yeah, it's sort of like helium. Yeah. For like a minute. And then it comes back down. Yeah. (laughs) This is, this is my favorite line. And honestly, any decom. So the fact that it, (laughs) it, (laughs) I think, you know what it is. Every time I look at this horrid vehicle, the rubbery flesh, that flat face, the ghastly yellow hair that grows out of this hideous skull. I can only think I am grotesque. <laughs> that, is, that is that is the the best line in any decom that I have heard. I am grotesque. Because I literally you know, I don't, I don't write down full lines or I'm like, yeah, they said something else before I had to go back. I listened to this like five times so I could type <laughs> it, it out exactly <laughs> just for her. Like solemn. I am grotesque. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have any other lines. She's a ridiculous and pathetic person. Um, I like bubbles and I like gas and I am calmed by water. <laughs> I mean, it Aren't doesn't get any better than that, folks. <laughs> Val, do you have any favorite quotes or moments? Um, Yeah. So that definitely was one of them, the line that you just pointed out. Um, I wrote at one point, is this proto Mean Girls? Because it felt yeah. very much like you the, can't with us. the girls were like the plastics, even the way they like all dressed the same and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It just felt very much like that. Um. So I think that for the most part, I wrote down things that uh, Cutter said. <sighs> At first, I was so annoyed by him because he's such an idiot. Yeah. And like, it was just so annoying. I was like, this is so one dimensional. Like, and why does she li-? like Megan is like in love with this idiot. And right. it's like, why does she like him? Like, he sucks. Like, why? Does I mean, she like it's him? all looks. And I that's know what it is, you know, when you're a kid. Is it, though? Like, I wasn't like that when I was that age. Like, I liked my friends. Like, I liked people I knew. I don't know. Um, I so- am on the other side of that. OK, well, <laughs> I guess I've always been demisexual, whatever. Um, anyway, so. Like he starts off saying stupid stuff like surfing is cool because it's like wind and and you're like surfing, <laughs> which is just wow. But then like towards the end, I, I honestly stopped writing them down, but I was just like laughing out loud at like the lines that he was saying towards the end of the movie because mm-hmm. he was just it was just so weird, <laughs> like yeah. so out of left field. And he was just like leaning into it, which I oh, was- for sure. Uh, and he was well fun. cast. It's just a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's just a bad movie. Um, a, a one line that I wrote down was, "Evil Megan Larson and I volunteered to watch the small noisemaker." <laughs> just talking about her little brother. <laughs> yeah, 
which is funny. Oh, um, also, I am 100% going to get the word termagant, which I had never heard before in my life. I didn't uh, even know they said it. I probably stopped listening. Oh, it was a whole thing. So at one point when is this a spoiler? I don't know. Uh, at one point we can put this later, I guess, if need be. But they're like trying to break their parents up like to prevent them from getting married. And so they create a situation where Ariel's dad is kind of fighting with uh, Megan's mom. And he's like, you are termagant or you are a termagant. And she's like, what does that mean? And I had to look it up. Um, I'm going to look it up again. I don't think it's a spoiler because they, we know that they're about to get married in the, um, in the, but with the synopsis. Right. And we know that they don't want them to. So it makes sense that they would. Okay. So it's literally, (laughs) A harsh-tempered or overbearing woman. <laughs> so okay. The B word. The B word. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to get a lower back tattoo that just says termagant. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. I'm all for that, Val. I'll pay for it. Okay. Another funny back and forth was, you wear a nimbus of distrust. Thanks. I got it at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> um. I literally wrote, God, I think I like Cutter. <laughs> oh, my God, Val. That's oh. un- that's unlikely for you. Yeah. Like, I, w- I didn't like him. Like, like. Uh, you think he's cute. Don't lie. No, I don't d- lie. I you think he's cute. sincerely didn't. Um, you think he's but, cute. But, like, I just was like, why do I like what he's saying? Oh, and then early on in the movie, um, her brother, she, her brother's like, I want to be men in black. <laughs> She's like, you can't be men in black. You have to be a man in black. There were a lot of pop culture references. There, there was like were. a whole, whole thing where it was like, uh, Ariel is the is a full on goodwill hunting. I mm-hmm. heard she dated Prince William. I heard she tutored Bill Gates. How <laughs> funny would it have been if she ended up with Prince William? Whoa. In real life. That would have been wild. Spooky. Whoa. So yeah, that was basically it. I, I didn't, there weren't like any like, wow i love this so much um yeah but uh yeah those were those were the ones yeah there also was a disney shout out they did play oh, um it wasn't lion king but maybe the t- no. the lion king tv show they yeah. were playing on TV. it was the timon mm-hmm. and pumbaa show or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i love yeah. a disney shout out love it i'm surprised love they it. didn't play goofy movie that would have been way smart Wicked smart, bro. Wicked smart. Um, cool. Anything before we take our tops off? I don't think so. No. No. (laughs) And with that, we are on the space bubble, taking our tops off, whipping them around, and then they disintegrated and froze, and we blew it away. (laughs) There go our tops. They're off. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to Spoiler City. We're movie. All right, here we go. Lights up on the waves. We are windsurfing. We meet Megan, and it's an introduction to her diary. So we have another freaking narration movie. <laughs> and we find out that she's actually dreaming, which I feel like is a, a trope and a trope. So we like see her and she's windsurfing with her crush cutter and she's like, I'm popular. And then it's a dream. Um, So then uh, we kind of see her backstory after this dream of her, uh, of like her life of my parents were together. And then my dad uh, started working a lot and we'd go to the beach and he'd stop hanging out. And so my parents split up 
because my dad works too much. So she lives with her mom, who's a single mom. They don't see dad very much at all. And then we see like mom, she's pretty cool and pretty fun. Um, and she actually owns a windsurfing shop. Um, and that's kind of where we also get the cutter intro, who is the love interest of Megan. And so I think Val, they're 14. So they're in eighth yeah. grade. Okay, cool. It says they're in high school, so they they might be in oh, high school. So probably, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. That's weird that everyone cares about this freshman then, whatever. <laughs> then uh, mom comes home one day and has met Cosmo Cola. She t- tells the story to Megan of how they were, um, she was windsurfing and he ran into the water fully clothed to come save her, even though she didn't need to be saved. He thought that she was like drowning or dying. And so they then start going on dates. And then, I mean, literally this is like the first like 10 minutes of the movie we're already in. (laughs) Then we kind of see like Megan is moody. She doesn't really fit in at school. Um, She's not very popular. And then everyone meets. So mom finally brings over Cosmo to meet the kids for the first time. And he's like, Oh, my daughter is in the car. She's, afraid of the wind and we're like (laughs) so the funny thing about when she first meets cosmo too is he literally like picks her up and spins her around and it was so awkward um so then we go out and she like is trying to find the daughter and then her name is ariel and she's hiding underneath the car because she's afraid of the wind uh, spoiler, since we're in Spoiler City, is that wind can deteriorate the gas bubbles um, if the wind is strong enough. Yeah, it like turns them back into a bubble and then eventually could pop them. Yeah. So then once we see Ariel under the car, this is where we get like a, a go back and we we see everything that we had just seen the first 10 minutes of the movie, but now from from Ariel's side. So she is a pink ball of gas on the planet of Zircalon. And she has a boyfriend named Fanuel, and they liked to fly around as little gas bubbles together. So we find the reason that they came to Earth is because on Zircalon, planet Zircalon, the emperor was taking over. And although they really liked it there, there was a lot of political unrest. So dad was a freedom fighter and the emperor was trying to have all of these rules. And so they basically were able to escape. But mom got left behind and uh, essentially popped. Not essentially. She got killed by the emperor. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got unalived in that scene. Um, she got unalived. They then kind of transported to Earth, which is the from our earlier conversation of why they're in vessels and why she thinks she's grotesque. It's because she's not used to having the body of a human and um is used to being a bubble. So they need CO2 to survive, and then they have the root beer, and, the, and that's why their last name is Cola. Ha ha. <laughs> um, they have this neighbor who is called um serena sue who is basically like a psychic ariel goes to her to like see if they can like talk and serena sue is kind of airheady and not really all there and then this weird thing with the fly happens where ariel or like puts a fly in her like she like chokes no on a fly she just w- no she was just sort of illustrating that she wasn't actually psychic because like Serena kept being like, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. And so like Ariel just watched this fly go into her mouth and was uh, like, if she can read my mind, then she'll know that there's a fly going fly into her mouth. Fly coming from her mouth. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, I mentioned that because it happens again. 
<sighs> then we find out that her boyfriend, Fanuel, is the son of the emperor on Zircalon, who is bad. Next, Ariel's dad meets the mom, and then he's trying to be like, well, we're living here, so I'm going to try to be happy. Your mom is unalive. Uh, I need to, like, do my thing. And dad basically tells Ariel, like, get over it. We're not going home. Then we kind of are back in the spot where we are now matched up in the story of her going over to the mom's house to meet the Megan's family. Then um, once she comes inside, because Megan's like the wind has stopped, she has a panic attack after hearing the bar- the dog bark and she needs water. So she goes into the bathroom, fills the sink up and bubbles herself. And she's like floating in the sink as a bubble. She comes back and she's like all wet, but she comes back. And basically her and Megan hate each other because they think one another is weird. They hate each other. They don't like that their parents are together, blah, blah, blah. And then... This is the first time any of these children have ever met. And the parents decide to say, surprise, we're engaged. And I think that is, I don't have And they've only it. known each other for like a month. I just don't have words for it. <laughs> so Megan is mad and mom asks for a chance, like give him a chance. And Megan's like, okay, fine. So then Ariel is like new to school. Apparently they've been dating for a month and this is her first day of school the next day. Um, then they go to school and she like crashes her bike and she's like, oh my gosh, everyone hates me. And Megan is like, oh, I'm not with her. But then everyone is obsessed with her. Um, so it's her, the popular table invites her. People think she's smart and pretty. She can sing. She can do math. People are obsessed. And they're like, oh, why do you wear so many layers? And Ariel is like, I do it to protect my essence. And then everyone's like obsessed with protecting their essence. Um, so... She is like the talk of the school. She goes to talk to a bubble in the bathroom to like feel like she's at home and like pretend that like her boyfriend Fanuel's there. And then we walk out of the bathroom and everyone is dressed like her. Like the next day, everyone is wearing pink and layers. And it's like, how did one person kind of transform the whole school? But they did. Mom asks Megan to teach Ariel how to windsurf. So we try to see that. And then Ariel is like afraid of the wind. So Megan's like, okay, well, um, that's part of it. <laughs> and so she goes off without her and Ariel is like chilling in the water. And that's where Cutter, the, our love interest comes to talk to Ariel. And Megan is like so pissed thinking that Ariel is trying to take Cutter away from her, but like, it's not her it's just like her crush, but Ariel doesn't even particularly like him at this point. And that's where we have our cold open from the beginning. Mm-hmm. He basically like the first thing he says is like, hey, you're Ariel, right? Want to be my girlfriend? I'm like, <laughs> they realize at this point um, after having like a fight about Cutter and other things um, that they both don't want their parents to get married. So they come up with this plan to stop the marriage. So they kind of like make all of these situations to get the parent uh, to get Cosmo and Megan's mom to like fight with one another. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then the girls get caught that they had been trying to do this. And so Megan, you know, they kind of get grounded, but they're like, okay, we're not, we're still getting married. Um, Then Megan tells her brother that Cosmo's an alien just because Trevor is like obsessed with aliens and this and that. She's like trying to fuel the like, I don't want them to get married. So I'm going to have my brother do something about it. So she tells him like, oh, yeah, I saw a thing that said he wanted to eat Trevor. What? He's an alien. Um, Which also just like pissed me off because Trevor loved Cosmo. I know. He's such a cutie. 
to tell your little brother who loves this guy that he's going to mm-hmm. eat him. Like, that's just mean. Yeah, there's a really cute moment between between Cosmo and Trevor at the end. That's like super, super cute. Yeah, um, very cute. That is like probably my favorite part of the movie, but it's not a good movie. So, um, <laughs> so the girls are like start actually like hanging out and kind of liking each other when they were working together to like get the parents to like hate one another. Um, and they end up have like they're making dinner for everyone, and then Sue randomly shows up, the neighbor, and Serena. then. Yeah. Serena Sue sorry yeah um and then their dad shows up out of nowhere so this is the first time we see dad which you know I get because they're like he's never around and then he finally <laughs> comes home and then um Trevor is sick and I don't well they invited them because oh. what they were trying to do was give each Bring of the other parents people an alternative like- so they were trying mm-hmm. to get their parents back together and then they were trying to get uh Cosmo to like Serena like Sue Serena Sue yeah so I wrote, Sue knows everything. Why does she keep eating flies? Literally <laughs> happens again. I don't get it. Um, but then Sue, <laughs> Serena, Sue, and dad, like, look at each other, and you can tell that they're, like, you know, you can bleep this out, Val, but they're eye-fucking. <laughs> like, you can totally tell. Then Megan, like, purposefully spills on Sue to kind of, like, ruin Serena, Sue. I just wrote Sue. I'm sorry. Um, Serena, Sue, to, like, start drama at dinner but then they think Mm -hmm. it's fun and funny and so they have a food fight and ariel freaks out about the food fight and goes to the sink where she turns into a bubble and megan's like hey girl what's up you okay opens the door sees ariel in the sink as an alien and screams bloody murder and is like but then also is like cool about it like two seconds later (laughs) right it's cool about it but uh, the only so earlier you were saying how you didn't like how Megan is really hard to like. The only time I do empathize with her is when everyone just straight up gaslights her into being like when she goes to therapy and they're like, no, you think she's an alien and you're projecting and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is a lot. Like everyone totally gaslit her into like thinking it wasn't real. And then I kind of like at this point too, don't like Cosmo because he's like making this kid believe He's not an alien and like not supporting her and making her believe that she's just straight up crazy. And yeah. I'm like, what kind of person does that show that he is? You know, I just that I didn't like about him. And so she goes, mom, he's an alien. And the mom goes, well, yeah, after we get married, he wants to become a citizen because they, she thinks they're from Canada, which is so <laughs> funny. And then she asked mom to get married, mom not to get married. And she's like, girl, I don't care. I'm still getting married. They're literally about to get married. And then Fanuel shows up. So at some point, Ariel had reached out to the ether to bring Fanuel to come save her. And Fanuel, the the bubble boyfriend, shows up in a grotesque human body. (laughs) And then Fanuel's dad shows up. Ah, the evil emperor. Mm -hmm. Spooky. Um, He freezes Serena Sue and is like, doesn't freeze anyone else doesn't make any sense but freezes serena sue then ariel comes out and says like yeah okay so we're aliens we left because of political oppression and then we stayed here because our mom died and we can't go back because it's terrible megan feels bad and then is like okay i feel bad about like making you feel like an outsider and i i am like really sorry that you're going through this and like i don't I don't know what it's like to not feel freedom in your own country, but I do feel what it's like to to be on the outside and not feel welcome. So I'm sorry I did that to you. Svad is the dad, is like going to look for dad right before the ceremony. It's literally like 10 minutes before the wedding ceremony. And he sees Cosmo, he's holding Trevor. And this was that cute moment of he's holding Trevor and he's like, hey, like, 
puts him down. He's like, okay, buddy, like you go. And Cutter also shows up randomly. Um, <laughs> he's a guest at the wedding. Yeah, he's a guest at the wedding. Um, <laughs> so then Fanuel, instead of crushing on Ariel, starts crushing on Me- Megan and says he likes Megan's brown head, which was very <laughs> funny. Um, and he didn't like Ariel's yellow head. And then Cutter says some dumb thing about like Betty and Veronica or something yeah, like that. That was really an uh, Archie Comics reference, which was really funny. And so then uh, Svad freezes Cosmo kind of in the backyard. The kids come together to, so like they kind of convince Fanuel to like go against his dad. And so they come outside and remember our being afraid of wind thing. Uh, they all got uh, hair dryers and which like, are not plugged in, which are not plugged in. Clear, <laughs> clearly not plugged in, clearly not plugged in, um, turn the air dryers on to try to blow um, Svad away. And it's not strong enough. But then Trevor comes in and saves the day and uses the leaf blower. And that is enough wind to blow Svad away. He turns into a bubble and then he is so much wind and he pops. So he's gone. Um, Fanuel doesn't give two flying shits he that just his dad murdered just murdered his dad. He just murdered yeah. his dad and that doesn't care. And then he's like, oh, I can't stay um, because uh, I'm the emperor now, but um, you're pretty cute, Megan. So um, let's keep in touch. And then they get defeated and then mom and dad get married and it's happily ever after. Mm-hmm. And I need a drink. <laughs> And Cutter and Ariel end up together, too. They do. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was a movie. Yeah, it was a movie. Mm-hmm. The The only thing I wanted to say is that the kid who played Fanuel, God bless him, was the worst actor I think I've ever seen. Yeah. And he's the only person in the whole movie who clearly could not do an American accent. Yeah. And so they were just like, OK, just His do it, Australian. Accent. <laughs> His accent is like. Australian, South African, British, and American all mixed into one. It's bad. Okay, I'm going to just go through my notes that I have here. They're really quick. Oh, at one point, Val, they said Enigma, which is the name of the improv team that me and Val met on. That's right. And then the mom kept saying Cosmo Cola when she would reference him in front of him. And I just don't know that there's many people that I have been dating that I call them by their first and last name in front of them. Like, um, hey, do you want to like, do you want to split this Val Agnew? You know, and I just I just didn't get that. Um, yeah. And then uh, I, my very last comment was, wouldn't the emperor have something better to do than to kill this random freedom fighter from like i just yeah did, did dad cosmo have that much pull that he must have. you know i just was like the emperor needs like go emperor go emp the <laughs> like why are you here i know things like that made it very much seem like a kid's book you know what yeah. i mean like where things that shouldn't have been that important were like inflated uh, yeah in importance sure. yeah um all right let's just go right into bingo baby yeah welcome to bingo okay Val, you start okay one hit wonder song there were like three songs and the score was really good i did want to mention really good in a tv movie way because i was like there is like a duet between this violin and this clarinet right now and it is banging beautiful it's banging (laughs) um yeah i put one of the songs i shazammed there's a montage early on in the movie Mm mm-hmm 
and I shazammed the song during that and added it to our playlist. Oh, cool. Our Does that count as a one-hit wonder? Uh, honestly, I didn't even look to see if it was a one-hit wonder. Hold, please. So it looks like the so the, it's a song called "Colorful Way" by Sophia. Okay. Um, and it's colorful is spelled in such a way that I imagine she might be Australian or possibly British. All right. It is definitely her most popular song. Uh, it's only got three hundred and thirty thousand downloads. Her next most popular song has only a hundred and thirty thousand downloads. So I guess we could count it. Heck probably. yeah, let's count it. Okay. okay. We haven't gotten to count that one in a while. Yeah. Breaking the fourth wall or looking into the camera. No. No, not today. Holiday themed. Nope. Nope. Not on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> not on this weird planet. <laughs> Clunky metaphor. Oh, yeah. The clunkiest of metaphors. Yeah. I mean, they're political refugees. It's literally a story about immigrants. And people being intolerant of or appropriating uh, mm -hmm. culture from other people. Parents who just don't get it. Yeah, I think so. I agree. Especially with the therapy stuff. But even right. Especially that. with like the beginning of their relationship of like. Yeah. Mom hasn't gotten any in a few years. OK, Megan. I know. She seems I, Kathy Larson is an enigma. Speaking of enigmas. <gasps> enigma. She doesn't make any sense at nope. all. She is very underwritten. She treats her daughter like a friend. Yes. Yes. I noticed that, too. They talk to each other like they're peers, which I know can happen sometimes when you're like a youngish parent and you're like a solo parent. Mm -hmm. But it definitely felt weird and possibly is why Megan was so like rude. And right. Like didn't respect her at all. But she also just like for someone who's came off for the most part as pretty smart, she was completely blind to obvious things you know what right. i mean like it just felt inconsistent anyway yeah i definitely think we should check this cool uh cool non-parent adult not that today yeah like serena sue is probably the closest thing but like i don't think is she's she very cool, cool. <laughs> no, no i think I don't she like her. sucks yeah uh someone too famous for a tv movie nope nope competition to resolve central problem nope Nope. A montage sequence. Yes. Yes. Dating. Dating. And there was one other one. Cliche villains. Svad. Yeah. It's the Svod. evil emperor. The emperor. Emperor Svad. <laughs> uh, clothes or items that you owned. Oop, Al's got one. Cosmo sits on the couch. And he puts his leg up and you can see his socks and he's wearing black socks with two white lines on them. And I currently own black socks <laughs> with two white lines on them. Okay, great. Thank I you. also wore a lot of like layered tank tops. Oh my gosh, there is so does. much Hollister that had to have like <laughs> had the little <laughs> seagull cut out of it. Probably, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, 40 to 60. Oh boy. You know how this goes. If Val gets it within five on either side, she gets the point. And if we get it between 40 and 60, we get the point. So I'm torn on this one because obviously neither one of us liked it. And I mm -hmm. think it's an objectively bad movie. But it is. as you mentioned, uh, it has a cult following. It does. <sighs> I'm just going to guess what I hope it is. 45. It's 38. <gasps> wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm happy mm -hmm. about losing. That's yes. great. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah, we are. We're happy that it's it's 38. Wow. Okay, that's yeah. very appropriate. All right. So no wins from either side today. Is that the lowest that we've seen? Maybe. I might be, which yeah. I'm honestly surprised of because like yeah. there have been worse movies for yeah. sure. Anyway. Uh, happily ever after for yep. sure another freeze frame and a smiling gal yeah almost kissing not really i mean there's like some middles in the dream oh yeah i forgot about the dream all right i mean i'm just saying i mean we don't no have no them. you're you're not wrong you're not yeah. wrong do the parents even kiss i don't know oh i guess when they get married they do yeah but like there's some you know middle school arm's length dancing at yeah. the end but they they don't like appear to be like about to kiss or anything like yeah that. but we can so. count it because of the dream okay uh someone who became famous i mean we could count cutter yeah. like he's he's famous in australia uh, you know i love when we include character actors yeah and he's i mean he's like even beyond that like he's like a lead in some of these shows like he cool has had a pretty successful career yeah, so i say it. yes cool betraying of one's real friends or values yeah megan the whole movie yeah the whole movie you hear that folks the whole movie <laughs> uh your childhood crush nope <laughs> probably if i had seen his movie cutter would be but like i didn't so yeah i mean he's so of that time like with yeah. his frosted tips and the whole thing yeah. they even note that like he's like yeah thanks it's bleached <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> he is the best part of this movie. He needs he to be really in it more. Is. Such an idiot. Yeah. Obviously, uh, bad special effects or stunts. Yes. The one time. Yeah. The, the oh there's, shoot. There's a few different brands of it. Um, yeah. There's the the obvious stunt people on the wind surfboards. Right. Who are adults. When she like freeze frames falling off of it, it's like yeah. that's a fully fully formed human woman right i literally the first thing i wrote down because she goes the first thing she says is this is me and i wrote no it's no, not, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's the funny. back of a woman's body yeah that's funny. Uh, um and also like i mean some of the effects to be fair for a tv movie were pretty good like the alien stuff yeah like it wasn't terrible but there was one thing that happened that I was like, oh, that's bad. But I don't remember it because I don't like this movie. Yeah. I mean, they were even alone. The stunt thing is enough to warrant a check. For sure. But I'm sure there were some parts of the alien Where stuff that were, that were whatever. Okay. Um, Eric Von Denton, Kirsten Storms, Ryan Merriman, Kimberly J. Brown, or any Lawrence brother. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no. No, no, no. <sighs> a musical number. <laughs> I'm sad. I want. I want. A, I want all of these musicals. I know. Don't worry. We'll get there. Magic. Yeah. I'm gonna say the yeah. science magic today. Yep. Space magic. Yeah. See, this is what I meant by science that feels like magic. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Someone says the title of the movie. No. No. They almost like they like half said it. Yeah, I mean, they like, said you're like, from a weird the... planet or something, right. but they didn't say like stepsister from Planet Weird. No. Scooby Dude. Um, yeah, actually. Yeah. 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 With the they were dryers. the reasons yeah. that, that like the, the they, bad guy was defeated. Vanquished Spod. 
Mm-hmm. It's like they took the hair dryers and just blew the mask right off of the Scooby Doo monster. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, the heroes create the problem. No. no. They create a new problem on top yeah, of the existing problem. <laughs> but it's not the problem. <laughs> uh, lead is a fish out of water. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Ariel for sure. Yeah. And Megan to some degree as well, just because she can't get stop getting in her own way. Yeah, for sure. The whole time. Yeah. All right, Val. We had a lot of almost bingos today, but no actual bingos. Okay. I thought we might have actually gotten it because we yeah, ended up checking Yeah, if the Rotten Tomatoes had been in... If we had a musical number, <laughs> if we uh, counted Serena Sue as a cool non-parent adult, we would have gotten it as well. But I'm not we, betraying my values by doing no, that. So. That's a, we love that statement. Good job, Val. <laughs> well, that's okay. It feels appropriate okay. that we didn't get yeah. it today. All right, <sighs> Val, are you ready for our game today? Yeah. All right. Today's game uh, is called guess that space movie <laughs> Ooh, uh, okay <laughs> um i'm gonna read you the synopsis of a space movie while redacting uh the title if it is in the synopsis and okay. you will have to guess the space movie some of okay. these will be easy uh, they all if you know space movies these could all be easy um okay. but we'll see. uh we will see to add another element on val i'm not going to time you but the premise of guess that space movie or guess the space movie is to get Pretty it quick. as fast as you can. Yeah. Got it. So once okay. you know it, raise your hand. Okay. All right. Here we go. Guess the space movie. Luke Skywalker. Wait. No, I need more. I need oh, more. Oh, no. You already wrote your hand. There's, there's, there's too many. Okay. Uh, oh, damn. A New Hope. Nope. Oh, I'll man. keep reading. I'll keep reading. Because <laughs> you'll know it once I say. I know. I should have let you keep going. I'm sorry. It's okay. Luke Skywalker battles horrible Jabba the Hutt and cruel Darth Vader to save his comrades in the Rebel Alliance and triumph over the Galactic Empire. I just wanted to finish. Val. Okay. That's, I think Jabba the Hutt is, oh man, now I'm not so sure. I think Jabba the Hutt is Empire Strikes Back. You are incorrect again. Well, there's only other one other option. It's, uh, uh, oh my god it's not the last jedi it's the return of the jedi return of the jedi god damn wow so you did not get that point Val. yeah i know fuck that up real bad okay number two this hollywood drama is based on the events of the title redacted lunar mission astronauts jim lovell fred hayes and val apollo 13 that is correct <laughs> okay Number three, linguistics professor Louise Banks leads an elite team of investigators when gigantic space... Arrival. That is correct. Arrival. The movie that made me clench my ass the entire time (laughs) while watching it because I hate space. It's very stressful, but it's such a good movie. Yeah. Amy Adams killed it. Yeah. She should have won an Oscar for that one. She was robbed. She was robbed. In a distant galaxy, planet redacted has depleted its air supply leaving its citizens reliant on a product called peri air in desperation redacted's leader president scroob orders the evil dark helmet to kidnap princess vespa of oxygen rich drudia and hold her hostage in exchange for air (laughs) 
But help arrives for the princess in the form of renegade space pilot Lone Star and his half-man hat-dog partner Barf. Val. Space balls. Space balls. <laughs> Took her a little bit longer, but she got there once we got to the Lone Star and his half-man, half-dog. All right, number five. Dr. Ryan Stone is a medical engineer on her first shuttle mission. Her commander is veteran astronaut Matt Kowalski, helming oh. his last flight before retirement. Then, during a routine spacewalk by the pair, disaster strikes. The shuttle is destroyed, leaving Ryan and Matt stranded in deep space with no link to Earth and no hope of rescue. As fear turns to panic, they realize that the only way home may be to venture further into space. It's Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. It is. I saw it on my birthday a few years ago, and I hated it so much. I almost got up and left. Interesting. I cannot remember what it's called. It's like one word. It's a a John Mayer song. Gravity. Hmm. I don't know if I'm going to give you the point for that one. It's okay. You don't have to. Okay. (laughs) Although I did give you basically all the other details. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But you didn't get the name, so. I know. I knew what it was like the second you started talking. I just couldn't remember the name Um, because I blocked it from my memory. Oh, you got space balls, right? Yeah. Okay. How many have we done? Five. You got Apollo 13. Yeah. Okay. So you have four points. Okay. Wait. No. Well, you get a point for gravity now. Okay. You should only have three. I just wrote down four, so now you have four points. (laughs) Okay. All right, number six. You're going to know this one. Brash space adventurer Peter Quill finds himself the quarry of relentless bounty hunters after he steals Val. Guardians of the Galaxy. That is correct. This is number seven. They are the best kept secret in the universe. Working for a highly funded yet unofficial government agency, K and J. Val? Men in Black. That is correct, Men in Black. All right, last but not least, in deep space, the crew of the commercial starship Nostromo is awakened from their cryo sleep capsules halfway through their journey home to investigate a distress call from an alien vessel. The terror begins when the crew encounters a nest of eggs inside the alien ship. An organism from inside an egg leaps out and attaches itself to one of the crew, causing him to fall into a coma. Isn't this the one with Jake Gyllenhaal? I I don't remember what it's called. Oh, am I wrong completely? Not even a little bit. This is with Sigourney Weaver, Val. Oh, Alien. Oh, okay. (laughs) Gotcha. I've never seen Alien because it's kind of a horror movie and I'm not into that. No, me neither. Congratulations, Val. You got six out of eight correct. Whoa. Okay. That's more than I thought. Okay. But that is, uh, that's our game. Thanks for playing Guess the Space Movie. Woo. That was a good one. I like Thank that one. Thank you. Thanks. I uh, wanted to not do anything with the movie today because I hated it. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so we Fair. went with other movies, which also <laughs> I don't particularly like space. So it's funny for me. All right, Val, we ready to head on out? Yeah, so uh, we forgot to do this last episode, but we will do it today. Next episode, we are watching Ready to Run. Ready to Run, everyone, just get ready, is a horse movie. (laughs) Yeah, it is. We love horse movies. We love a horse movie. Um, Awesome. As always, friends, tell your other friends about 
us and yes. uh, review and Patreon and tell us what you like about us um, <laughs> in DM on Instagram. Yeah. We like hearing from you and we like you. Yes. And if you are having to be a new listener uh, fr- from the crossover event that <gasps> happened a couple hey. weeks ago, hello, welcome. Thank you for being here. Uh, and yeah, if you haven't already, please leave us a review and do all the things because we really appreciate all of that uh, feedback and help in reaching more people. Yeah. Um, and when, and when we're famous, we'll remember you. Yes. Oh, and also I had this idea. I think that (gasps) if someone, if someone becomes a, I'm going to say, cause you get a shout out with even being a $3 patron, I think. So if you become a $6 a month (gasps) patron, which is the next level up, I will Photoshop you into a movie poster the way that I Photoshop Allie and I into the movie posters every week. (gasps) For $6. For $6 a month, which goes to not just us, but every single person who is affiliated with a show or a team at the Trident Network. Uh, There's a lot going on at the Trident Network, so um, check it all out. out. And if you feel like uh, getting your face badly Photoshopped into a decom poster, Drop those six big dollars. Dollar dollar bills. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us once again, everyone. We love you. Love you, Val. Love you, Al. Bye, Val. Bye, Al. This podcast was produced by me. And me. And it was edited by me. The music was composed by Michael McNally. You can find us online at thetridentnetwork.com slash decommentaries hyphen pod. And you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at decommentaries. Decommentaries is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Disney Channel Original Movies. Damn it, Ellie.